tonight on the 33 and a third percent podcast the show is finally here it is march madness and what better way to celebrate it by doing our own madness wrestlemania madness i randomly selected matchups we go matchup by matchup tonight is part one of two of the ultimate wrestlemania bracket right here on the 33 and a third percent podcast Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Welcome to the 33 and a third percent podcast. I am Shano Makazowski. Alongside me tonight is Corey Smug SOB Black, Tony Big Evil Sirachi, and Mike Lucky Strike Tobin. Hey, we yo. start off. <laughs> we start off in a unison of hey yo. Uh, we start off as probably all wrestling podcasts have this week uh, with the um, unfortunate passing of uh, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall, otherwise known as Razor Ramon or Diamond Stud. If you're an old school WCW supporter. Uh, unfortunately, don't leave away. out don't leave out Big Scott Hall as he was back. Oh yeah, don't leave out Big Scott Hall for our <laughs> hardcore fans out there, hard, hardcore listeners out there. Um, unfortunately, uh, died at the age of sixty three after complications from a hip replacement. He broke his hip while while falling, and then got a hip replacement, and he ended up having three heart attacks, uh, and then uh, was on life support, and then eventually got taken out off of life support. And then um, eventually passed away, unfortunately, on the 14th. So we all wanted to do a little bit of a tribute for him, basically talking about our uh, our memories of Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Um, the things that I'll I'll start like the things that I remember uh, was his vignettes uh, back in the day, him in like the old school car in like Little Havana, and he has those loud flower shirts on with the chain and the hair hanging out because his uh, greasy hair and he's just talking about you hey yo i'm the bad guy and all these like kids are running up to him and he just shoes him away with his hand he's like get away from me and just that the, the machismo is one of is the one word that always sticks out in my mind is oozing machismo the bad guy and uh him having uh great rivalries with you know gold dust one two three kid um and then moving on to bigger and better things getting paid you know, WCW uh, and creating uh, probably by far the, the, the biggest faction in the history of wrestling with the NWO. Um, and with that saying, you all know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And from there, this guy skyrocketed him uh, to stardom, um, even more so than where he was at that time. Um, unfortunately, he had his demons, as a lot of people do, but he was getting over them and he was on the up and up and he was on the positive end of it. And uh, it's just a shame that he had to go so early, but uh, for guys that are our age, you know, mid thirties, a lot of these guys are leaving quickly and uh, in bunches. So it's, it gets, it doesn't get any easier uh, for us as well as fans. Um, but all we have are the memories and, and things like that. So um, everyone wants to go next and just talk about your, your thoughts and uh, memories of uh, Scott Hall. Um. Who would have thought throwing a toothpick would have looked so cool? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I enjoyed the Razor Ramon um, uh, character as much as everybody else. The history between him and Shawn Michaels, the starting of the ladder match. Um, but his time in WCW is where he really shined. Multiple-time champion there. NWO, even though he was in, like, seven of the NWOs. Um, just great talent that he was. Um, a lot of credit also we should give to uh, Diamond Dallas Page for basically as much as he did saved his life early early on with uh, his battle for demons and whatnot. But, yeah. Next. Hey, yo. <laughs> Scott Hall was tremendous. He was just, overall, he had the look, he had the size, he had the character, the character, he had the swagger. He made cool, cool. He made wrestling, he was one of the first guys to really make wrestling cool again. Uh, he was able to bring it in and uh, make people think that maybe he was invading WCW because he was making fun of him and was basically in this, you know, same character. He was able to transcend both companies, get to the top without winning the belt in both. And I think he's one of the best, if not the best, to never win the world championship in any major company. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that did in other smaller companies before they came over. Let's say like uh, Mr. Perfect won it in the AWA, but there's other guys that never won the WWE, the WCW heavyweight titles, and he's one of them that should have uh, it would have been awesome, but uh, he really transcended wrestling because he was so cool. He made it work, man. People were like, yeah, this guy's cool. He was kind of a dick, but he backed it up because he was big and he can kick ass. The toothpick will remain forever iconic because of him. R.I.P. Scott Hall. And not to mention, no matter what, the survey says, one more for the good guy. <laughs> The surveys, man. Yeah, I forgot to say that. That was one of my big things, too. I got one of my friends, listener of the show, Wayne. He uh, he texted me um, when he Scott Hall passed and said, like, you got me into WCW because of Scott Hall and because of the surveys. He had no idea what the surveys were because he was such a loyal WWF guy when he was a preteen. And teenagers, like, I'm never going to watch WCW. That's the enemy. And then he started watching it with me and then just loved Scott Hall's surveys, so. Corey, what are your what are your thoughts and memories of Scott Hall? I think it's kind of funny that like we've done uh, topics and we've discussed it amongst ourselves, like who, like, and you always hear like who's the best talker in pro wrestling, and honestly, Scott Hall doesn't come up a lot, but just he made it look so effortless. Like he literally could go out there and give you a five ten minute promo on literally anything. He always looked cool no matter what he was doing. Uh, and of course, who will forever get the time that him and Kevin Nash got dumped in the water? What was it, Van Hammer? Oh, yeah, in, in Daytona Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was it was the uh, giant that came out, and Kevin Nash did um the Cannonball Champion of Spring Break. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, who will forever get the time that uh, it was Kevin Nash? But I mean, obviously, Scott Hall was there at the NWO that uh, he threw Rey Mysterio Jr. into the side of that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally I literally haven't seen the video clip since probably like the day that it happened, but I like it won't leave my brain. Like it it's it's forever etched in there. But uh yeah, I mean just an incredible talker, just an incredibly cool person and uh gone a little bit too soon, but uh he was good while he lasted. 
Absolutely. Heaven, heaven gets one, one more good guy, one, one more for the good guy. So rest in peace, RIP, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. One of the, one of the best Scott nice. Hall quotes that I've heard was, yeah. nice finish. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said to one of the, one of the luchadors, uh, I guess after a uh, cruiserweight uh, match, they came backstage. He's like, great match. Now I'm going to go out and get a bigger pop out of a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> he just one of those guys where he just said he just he was confident too. Mm-hmm. Like not only machismo, it's just like he was confident in himself, and he heard. I've heard, like you said, Tobin in the uh, in the group chat. Like we haven't really heard a lot of bad things about Scott Hall no. other than him yeah. being like linked to Kevin Nash and trying to be, you know, trying to bury guys and things like that. Scott's like, we're not trying to bury guys here. We're just, we're just telling it like it is, and they were they were part of the clique with uh, him Nash. Sean Waltman, X Bach, and and Sean Michaels, and, and, and Triple H. H, Triple H, like they were all they were all you know, the guys together. So that's why for me, like we're gonna get into this this WrestleMania bracket where you know when the NWO came down during Triple H and Sting match, like I hold that a little bit more than a lot of people. I don't think it was done totally correctly, but when that happened on WWE TV, like later on in life, like they're all looking seasoned and and, and old. Let's put it that way, but it was still a cool moment for the fans, especially for me too. Like I hold that near and dear. Um, do you? That's do, you, do you guys remember when the NWO first showed up in the WWE and um, Kevin Nash spoke first uh, in the ring? But whenever he handed the microphone over to Scott Hall, like the crowd was just because this was, was yeah, the crowd was insane because this was like he might have relapsed after this, but this is when he was starting to get clean, and everybody was showing him the respect that he earned. By doing that and when he did the hey yo everybody freaked out and you can see he was getting a little like teary-eyed about it yeah that was when, awesome when they first came in uh it wasn't done right much long after that but no it was not and it was cool it was cool to see them there was that when when that was that when they were brought in as vince's poison to kill yes. the wwe okay yeah it was yeah. like it was early 2002 it was before x8 because cause, uh, I remember I had a VHS of uh, No Way Out that year, and they were, like, right on the front of that VHS copy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a No Way Out, like, NWO. It's kind of yeah, 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 it was uh, – It was they opened the show. Yeah. That's right, yep. So we can have a separate show about this. We were supposed to, but it got overshadowed by a few things. Uh, so uh, – but we wanted to definitely do at least a little bit – snippet on the show here uh, about Scott Hall. So RIP Scott Hall. Uh, rest easy, and um, we'll we'll have the memories and forever you know, WWE Network stuff to watch uh, for him, so he'll never be forgotten. Um, but I guess trying to switch over the best that we can over to a show that, for me personally, and I can't I can't state this enough, I can't exude this enough through a podcast. I've wanted to do this show probably for at least a decade or more, <laughs> um, and I again. I'm going to fanboy over this entire episode. So if you want to hear that, fine. If you don't, then probably want to turn off the, the podcast. Cause my two things that are biggest in my life, other than my family and my, like, especially my wife and my, and, and everybody else, like my friends is wrestling and brackets. And uh, Tobin can attest to this. He said it in the, in the group chat, like I absolutely am obsessed with brackets. I'm not sure why. And it's March. I love them. And it's March. I love the intricacies, the logistics, like the seating and all that stuff. So do you, do you think that started with the King of the Ring? 
Um, no, it, it, it all started with, with basketball. It started with March Madness. It, I mean, I, I hate to not have it be about wrestling, but I remember in the newspaper, like my dad still reads it. So like every year around March, I open up the newspaper, I printed out brackets, I pasted them on my wall. I used to just write all the winners down and all that. It's just the way that they looked. It's just, to me, it was, it was, uh, it was satisfying. And so like, I'm like, all right. So I just, what I wanted to do here, having the podcast and then us starting last May, now we're in March. And I was like, first and foremost, I'm like, we got to do the WrestleMania bracket and I, I have to lead it. So that's what I did. So I'm going to try not to bore you guys. But I want to tell you guys how I brought up this bracket. The bracket, if I'm not mistaken, is on Twitter and Instagram, correct? It is. Yes. On both. Okay. Right. I posted I it yesterday. That. Okay, great. So, um, I'm going to act like we have a million followers. If you are out there listening to this, there's a bracket out there you can follow. Um, we have it uh, on our on our Google Drive here for the show. Um, so how I did this was, it's weird because WrestleMania has an odd amount of years. So there's been 37 of these. Uh, so um, because there's 37, it's real wonky, the bracket. It's not like, a, it's not like a satisfying 60-14 bracket where it all makes sense. So there's like some playing games and things on the outside. So how we're going to do, how I did this was, the last 10 years, I just put together. So I put the one um, at the top, which was WrestleMania 28. And I put that one against the most recent one, which was WrestleMania 37 last year. And then I just met in the middle. So we'll have 32 versus 33. And then from there, yes, folks, I have a wheel app where I create different <laughs> wheels. And that's how we watch We watch pay-per-view sometimes. We've been doing it for, for a couple of years now. And... You know, I won't go in depth, but basically I had a wheel with all the WrestleManias on it and I spun it. And every time it picked one, I put it on the bracket and then I took that piece out of the wheel so it didn't pick over again. And then that's how I put these together. My original idea was what I wanted to do was have different regions instead of, you know, Midwest, East, South. I wanted to do Golden Era, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, and PG Era. But it, I literally spent two hours on it and I was going to rip my hair out and I don't have a lot of hair left. So I was, it was, it was a lot. So I was like, let's just do it this way. I was overanalyzing it as usual. And this is what we have. So gentlemen, are you, are you ready for the madness of the WrestleMania bracket? I'm so excited. If, if some, if someone is, if someone is looking to get the most out of this experience, I would suggest pausing this right now, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, whatever we got it on. Look at the bracket, fill it out yourself, and then see how come you, how close you come to how we do it. Right. And because Corey's here, he's not going to pick something with Roman Reigns, but the way we're going to do it here is we have to come to a unanimous decision and then move, move these WrestleManias on. So, again, get ready, strap yourselves in, buckle up, baby, in the words of back in the day, the, the, the Penguins playoff run. Buckle up. Turn the volume down because we're about to yell. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the yelling scream. We're going to go very in depth of what WrestleMania is going against each, and then we're going to go through the matches and how we feel about it. So, if you're looking at your WrestleMania brackets at home, whoever's listening, and to you guys on this podcast right now, I'm going to start up at the top left hand corner. It is WrestleMania 28 from 2012 from Atlanta, Georgia, facing off against WrestleMania 37 from last year, the, I guess, the second two day affair uh, from. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. So 
Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this first matchup here? I guess it's kind of a playing game with 28, which some say wasn't the best WrestleMania. Uh, and we watched a little bit of it last night. Um, and we had WrestleMania 37. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Here, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Like I said, I, I started going through the brackets and I tried to find three good things and I tried to find three negative things about them. So for WrestleMania 28, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of the shows. I just kind of looked through Wikipedia. But for WrestleMania 28, for positives, I put Undertaker and Triple H Hell in a Cell. I put as much as people hate it, The Rock and John Cena was good. And this WrestleMania was important because this, even though the match itself was 18 friggin' seconds, it was the start of Yes Mania and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, three negative things I have to say about WrestleMania 28 is CM Punk sucks. Uh, Team Johnny versus <laughs> Team Teddy. And Big Show and Cody Rhodes. Uh, I thought that match was terrible. It was like five and a half minutes for the Intercontinental title. Uh, for WrestleMania 37, I got positives. I got, this was really hard. Uh, Cesaro and Rollins. I got KO and Sami Zayn. And as much as it pains me to put this on here in the positive column, Roman, Brian, and Edge was a good match. Oh. Um, Oh yeah, we're yeah. starting off big. With all, right. all right, all right, all right. I I, I got to leave the show now. He just gave a compliment to Roman. <laughs> that was it. That's it. That's, that's how hard it was to find three positive things to say about this show. And of course, in the negative, I have the Orton versus Fiend, just the pile of bullshit that devolved into. And for number two, I wrote literally everything else. It was fucking garbage. So if I have, so if I have to go with the better show, I'm going WrestleMania 28. Okay. Yeah, I'm basically looking at the results. For, I can't, I couldn't remember WrestleMania 37, and basically, like, like I enjoyed the Cesaro versus Seth Rollins match. Like, I really did because it gave Cesaro that one night push that he got, and it was it was a good match. I enjoyed, but like the rest of the card is just not really jumping out at me. So I'm going to have to go with WrestleMania 28 on this one based because we watched m- some of it last night. And even though CM Punk's not a popular person on this show with some of the AEW haters, wonder who those are. Um, truth like, droppers, Tony. That's what I'm called, a truth dropper. <laughs> if you can't handle it, get the fuck out. But, like, <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoyed the CM Punk versus Chris Jericho match. But, like, the thing that stole the show was the – End of an era held in a cell match. So I'm going to go with WrestleMania 28. Tobin, can I go real quick before you? Yeah. Okay, so I guess to kind of say this throughout the entire episode, not, I guess, more doesn't always necessarily mean better because you had two nights of WrestleMania 37. It's like, all right, there's two nights. So like that's clearly better than 28. That's not always the case because you're just putting a lot of the roster on – both nights, and a lot of it was just fluff for WrestleMania 37. I mean, obviously, yes, Reigns, Edge, and Brian was good. Um, matches like Rhea Ripley and Asuka wasn't. I don't even remember that match. It was 13 minutes. I, I don't remember that match at all. Then you had Bad Bunny and Priest. I, I'm sorry. I don't care about Bad Bunny. He was in the final four of the Royal Rumble, which is insane. That's how bad it was booked. Like, come on. It's just, it's just not good. So, like, not like two nights doesn't always just eliminate the one WrestleMania where we did watch a little bit of it last night. And while I did enjoy the hell in a cell match, it was, and Tobin would agree with me. It's a little overbooked and it's really true. Yeah. Like it was long. It was okay. Like the era was, you know, 10 to 12 years, but this match felt sometimes like it was a little more as well. Um, 
And uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, being in the match, I think was a little much. I think he could have been on the outside. He didn't have to be the special guest ref. Kind of knew he was going to super kick Undertaker anyway. And even the Rock John Cena, it was a, another 30-minute match. The first 15 minutes of that match is very, very slow. It looks like the Rock is trying to get his footing back. Like it was, he looked really rusty. And uh, obviously, the last 10 to 15 minutes was good. And it was near falls, a lot of false finishes. And going from there. But also, WrestleMania 28, you can't compare the two because now we're getting into the, the network era with 37. But 28, it amassed 1.2 million buys on traditional pay-per-view, which is unheard of. And that of. was 10 it's, years ago. So yeah, we're coming up on so, the 10th anniversary of it. Right. And it, 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 the gross sales exceeded $67 million, and it was the highest grossing of live event in WWE history with $8.9 million. Again, you can't compare that with the shows. You can. I'm going to say it because it's important, but you know, you can't say like, well, that got a lot of money and a lot of buys, so let's move it on. That won't work in this whole bracket because you're going to have ones that are closed circuit back from like WrestleMania 1 through 4, and then you're going to have ones that are on the, the network era and then ones that are on traditional paper. So it's just going to be tough. But that's a long-winded answer of saying, I'm going to move on WrestleMania 28 by a slight margin into the next round. Okay. That's that's a good call, Shane, because, uh, spoiler alert, I agree. But uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 37 was too fucking long. It was the first WrestleMania back with crowds. So you would think they would try to put on a better show, but it wasn't. There was just a lot of shit on here I didn't care about. And that Randy Orton Fiend match was just god awful. Five and a half, well, not even six minutes. And Alexa Bliss does that weird crown, bleeding crown thing that they never even discussed. And, uh, you know, that got the Fiend bounced out of WWE. So that was about it for him. But uh, <clears throat> overall, it was just too much. Nothing that really stood out other than the uh, Edge, Reigns, and uh, Brian match. The stupid. Uh, build up to the Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon in the cage where they dropped like goo on him or something. That was dumb. AJ Styles is wasted with Omos. Overall, it just sucked. But uh, 28 was substantially better. Uh, to me, it's probably the last big, big WrestleMania to me. Like, I know it had a lot of guys that I grew up with and everything, but I don't know. It just had a big feel that the year long build between Rock and Cena was tremendous from the year before. Everyone was dying to see the Rock back in the ring, see him beat that jabroni John Cena, which he did. It was in his hometown. Uh, the uh, end of an era match was, as Shane said, it was a little overbooked and too long, but it was good. It was entertaining. It got everybody in there. And uh, that's the one thing I didn't like, though, was that goofy uh, tag match with the GMs of both brands. Hey guys, you want to win a tag team match for me? Okay, Big Johnny. Okay, <laughs> but uh, overall, twenty-eight to me easily wins this one. So uh, that's my pick, and seems pretty unanimous, though, boys. All right, it's unanimous. WrestleMania twenty moves on to the next round. They're going to be facing off against WrestleMania twenty-six, which we will get to in a little bit. So moving down the bracket with another little play-in game, we have WrestleMania twenty-nine. Facing off against WrestleMania 36. WrestleMania 29 was the first one from New York, New Jersey, the year after 28, where it was again John Cena versus The Rock, uh, another year build, um, and uh, other matches that happened 
We had uh, The Shield debuting for the first time against the big show, Randy Orton and Sheamus. That was the opening of the show. Uh, so Roman Reigns makes his triumphant WrestleMania debut. I know Corey had it on his DVR for the longest time. Um, was was this one, 10 minutes and 33 seconds, where The Shield did end up winning. Um, and then you had other uh, matches like Mark Henry and Ryback for eight minutes, uh, Fandango and Chris Jericho for nine minutes. Um, but then you had The Undertaker versus CM Punk. So obviously Taker won that match, beating CM Punk in 22 minutes. And a match that I totally forgot about, which is Triple H with Shawn Michaels defeated Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in a no-holds-barred match. And if Triple H lost, he would have been forced to retire. And, of course, we all know who won that one. Mr. Paul Levesque, Triple H, got to get over. <laughs> he, uh, he didn't want to uh, put over that, that new, uh, new up-and-comer, Brock Lesnar. He said, not tonight. Not tonight, little guy. Um, and, he, and he won the match. Johnson defeated the Rock for the World Wrestling Entertainment Championship, the WWE Championship, in 24 minutes. Uh, so that's when The Rock uh, won the title that year, and John Cena won the Royal Rumble and uh, went on to win that match. And I know too much of our chagrins that John Cena won that match. So um, with that, we have, like I said, 29 versus 36. So WrestleMania 36. Uh, was live from the Thunderdome in Orlando, Florida. So again, no, we can't come. No, it was it was live from the Performance Center. From Performance Center, that's right, that's right. Um, so it's too big for just one night. This started the two night WrestleManias, which I think will be around till the end of time because we're just going to make more money. Uh, Shane, let me ask. Let me interject here real quick. Um, yeah, would you rather have a two night mania or a seven-hour shit show where you don't care about the halfway through the show that they uh, did the year before. Okay. Two nights. Yeah, I, two nights I agree. Of... I agree. I don't like the two-night either, but I, I would rather have that than the right. all-day mania. Yeah, I mean, I know that I just read something before I went on with that Red Flair said on his uh, Uncensored podcast with Mark Madden, how he prefers two nights, just because it gives everybody an opportunity to be on the big show. It gives uh, four... I guess four to eight people, whoever you want to have a fatal four way match, but he gets people two main events. Um, and he always tells Charlotte or Ashley, as he said on the show, her real name, um, that you don't know how important it is to main event WrestleMania. And he said, quote, I've main evented 10 starcades, and that means nothing because I haven't main evented at WrestleMania. <laughs> I was like, wow, Ric Flair, I know there's a lot of his mind sometimes, but him saying that's a pretty big deal in my eyes. He, he should have main evented eight, but that's not a hair. He should have, yeah. But he said he was a co-main. That doesn't count in his eyes. So he's never main evented in WrestleMania. Hasn't even come close, he said. So, and Charlotte has. And she's, um, I would think he, she would about to be this year, but I don't know. I, from a couple matches that are on night one, she might not. Uh, and because both women's matches are on the same night. Oh, so, really? I didn't see yeah, that yet. So, wow. That's yeah. stupid. Um, Yep. So, and they, I think they've announced the opening match and the main event. And I didn't, I don't like to look at any spoilers. Uh, so, but we, I might have to look at them for the show and then we'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Ric Flair did say that. But, um, the first two night mania, obviously, what stands out to me, uh, is the, uh, graveyard match, uh, between, uh, AJ Styles and Undertaker. It was uh, a cinematic masterpiece. I had, you know, my, my daughter, she's seven. And she was six at the time. She absolutely, absolutely ate this up. Like she loves the Undertaker, 
Um, and she just, she loved the match and she always wants to watch it. So um, it was just done really well. And WWE always does a really good job of producing, especially if they have time to make it a cinematic match. They're going to, they're going to kill it every time. Um, other ones that stand out to me were uh, obviously the Fiend defeated John Cena in that Firefly Funhouse match. That was great. It was very entertaining. John Cena uh, doing all those different vignettes and those videos uh, for that, for that one. And uh, Drew McIntyre finally got his WrestleMania moment, uh, but it wasn't with any fans. But uh, he finally got it. He won the WWE Championship uh, against Brock Lesnar in four and a half minutes, which is says a lot at that time, uh, reading Lesnar that quickly. And then you have the 36-minute marathon, last man standing match on top of a bus, Edge and Randy Orton, <laughs> um, ending on top of a bus. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good. So a lot of good things from both. Um, but for me, um, I'm going to go probably WrestleMania 37. I'm sorry, 30, 36. Um, just because it was the first two night one and uh, had a lot more things than WrestleMania 20, 29 for me. So, what do you guys think? You guys might disagree here. It might be here a while. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with it for the sheer fact that like I, I'm okay with the two night WrestleMania thing. It's just the fact that this WrestleMania was the way it was because of the whole COVID situation and. I believe that WrestleMania needs fans no matter what happens. You need the fans to justify if it's a good match or not. You can't just go based on social media to see if it's a good match. I'm looking at the card, and a lot of these matches they just threw together like within a day. Like you got Otis defeating Dolph Ziggler. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that That was the match you had. Remember, remember, night one of uh, this uh, WrestleMania was a triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles of SmackDown, but it was a singles like ladder match. It was one. So take that for what it's worth. But I enjoyed a lot more of WrestleMania 29 because you had the you had the debut of Fondango and Chris Jericho put him over. Yeah, his career didn't really go anywhere afterwards, but the crowd loved him. The match that stood out to me at WrestleMania 29 was Undertaker versus CM Punk. I mean, you had uh, Living Color perform CM Punk out. You had an amazing Undertaker entrance. But that doesn't matter, Tony. He didn't main event. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, (laughs) I I just enjoyed WrestleMania 29 a lot more than... uh, the first two night WrestleMania only because like it's it's based WrestleMania is a fan based event, and when you take the fans out of it, it's literally studio wrestling where they can just pump in sound effects if they really wanted to. Well, they do so that, normally even with a crowd there. Yeah, but sometimes you can actually tell when it's actually the crowd or if it's really fake. Yeah. Like those thumbtacks with Britt Baker, remember that? Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, two, I'm going. Two minutes for you. So wait, what, what are we saying here? With this I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with. Tw- I'm going with twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right. So we're, we're tied right now. Corey? So so for WrestleMania twenty nine, for the positives, I have Taker and Punk. I have Roxanne. I have Triple H Lesnar. Uh, for the negatives, I have Mark Henry over Ryback. He was on the rise. Henry should have taken the loss. He could have done it. Didn't matter. 
Uh, I have Fandango sucks. Del Rio sucks. Uh, for 36, <laughs> uh, for the positives, I have Zane and Brian, of course, two of my favorite guys. We got to go out of Mania. That's pretty sweet. Uh, the triple threat ladder match, even though it was a singles, singles guys, and even though I didn't necessarily love the finish, I thought the match itself was awesome. Taker AJ Styles, I threw a fourth one in there just for the hell of it. McIntyre gets the win. Cool. Um, for the negatives, uh, unfortunately, it's Taker's last match, and he didn't get to go out in front of a crowd. Uh, Charlotte beating uh, Rhea Ripley, I thought, was stupid. And the last man standing match, for my taste, looking back at it, is a little bit too long. Um, considering all those things in, I have to go with the two-night WrestleMania at WrestleMania 36 is better than 29. All right, overall, so. overall wrestling-wise, it's just like, I don't know, like 37 kind of just blows out of the water with a lot of these matches. I mean, and also, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going to correct you, Tony. There, there was a little bit of build-up for Otis and Dolph Ziggler. He was trying to steal his woman, man. Yeah, that was like the fake text and date and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that went on. Thing. That went on for months, and yeah, it was super shitty. But I mean, there was build yeah, up to it. It wasn't, it wasn't good, but there was build. Fight it is. It is. It is not a WrestleMania worthy match. No. Well, I mean, we got we got two nights to fill here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Tobin. You're. I guess you're the. Uh, you're gonna create the tie. You're gonna have a three-one deficit, and then we move on. Thirty-seven. Oh, I'm dragging this out. I'm creating this damn tie here. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I agree with Tony. Uh, the, the the biggest deciding factor uh, for me between the two was the crowd or lack thereof for thirty six. It really hurt everything. You could you didn't have the same feel. You weren't feeding off of anything, and it, it was awesome to see Drew McIntyre. I, I do like Drew McIntyre, but when he 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 won, he had his moment basically stolen from him because. There was no crowds there to cheer him on. When he got that pop eliminating Lesnar at the Rumble that year, it was huge. It was huge. And especially and he, when he won the Rumble, he got a yeah, huge ovation. Yeah, then he won ovation. it, and then he got another huge ovation. Like, I, I was just waiting to see what that would have sounded like or felt like when he actually won it and beat Lesnar. And I'm sure the match would have been longer than four, four and a half minutes had he, uh, had he been in front of a crowd. So, But uh, over, overall... I was more entertained by 29. I liked some of the matches better. Now, Rock and Cena uh, 2 was not as good as Rock and Cena 1. I felt uh, Taker and CM Punk was good, despite the little uh, baby crying about it, not main eventing. Uh, Triple H and Lesnar was pretty solid. That was not bad. Uh, a better deal. Rio sucks. Like you said, Corey said his Fandango. The Team Hell No stuff was pretty fun at the time. And they were fighting, going to counseling, and all that bullshit. That was cool. And the Shield debuting was a big deal. Uh, obviously, all the guys are still running wild here. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 29, create the tie. We're going to have to figure out where we go from here. All right. So, off the fly here, how do we how do we break this tie here? Do we just move on and come back to it, or are we going to really uh, kind of break this down here? Uh, I, well. Wait, how long well, do we want the show to be? Because we might just have to flip a damn coin at this I was point. about to say, could you make a 50-50 wheel for you know <laughs> yeah. one WrestleMania and then the other and then just spin it? Unfortunately, with the Anchor app, I'm not able to close out of it uh, without us stopping the show and going back to it. Um, I mean, I guess the listener wouldn't know any, any better. Um, <laughs> I could, but I feel like we, we have to take the fans out of it. We have to go towards, like, we have to go towards the, the quality of the matches. Because there's, I mean, I guess this will be the only way, the only time we'll ever have to do it. 
without the crowd. But if you're looking at overall quality of the matches, it's clearly 36. In, in my eyes, I mean, if you take, I mean, you, have, you go to 36, you have all these guys. You have Edge and Randy Orton, you have McIntyre and Lesnar, even if it's four and a half minutes. You have Taker and AJ Styles in a boneyard match that was cinematic and it was still 24 minutes long, but they still put the effort in. Um, Sami Zayn retained the damn Intercontinental Championship. It never happens at a WrestleMania. What are, what are we talking about here? I, I know, so, but like, the only reason we, ha- we only had cinematic matches is because of COVID and no fans. I mean, here's my thing. What event? Or throw matches out the window. What what event of the two would you rather rewatch and are more entertained by? Thirty six. Okay. Yeah, Shane would say thirty six, and I would say twenty nine. Tony would say twenty nine. I don't know how to do this, Shane. You're gonna have to edit all this arguing out in post. But I'm not, I'm not editing anything. Now. This is a this well, is a show. Well, detail. based like, based. Based on the bracket, I'm just looking at the bracket now. The winner of this one goes up against WrestleMania 24. So, so is it is? I mean, is it, can we make a three way dance then? <laughs> yes. I mean, or, we should, or they're both eliminated, pretty, or they're both yeah, eliminated. I don't know. And then we have we have this we have this Andre the Giant buy here and the Hogan buy, <laughs> like we're gonna get to it a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how about how about going forward any like of these extra like you know the ones that we've been doing we just make it a three-way going forward that's more entertaining than having you know both disqualified so yeah i like that yeah all right so three-way dance for the next round all right Mm -hmm. so coming down the aisle with the money in the bank briefcase is wrestlemania 24 (laughs) 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 Uh, just like rollins did well I, i can't get to that later um so, yeah, WrestleMania 24 from 2008. Let me get to my tab here, guys. This is pretty exciting. I do like the... Uh, because that changes oh. my entire voting right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, WrestleMania 24. Let's get to it. It was uh, live from Orlando, Florida. Um, if we're going to the matches here, this is held in, the, like I said, in Florida, the Citrus Bowl, March 30th, 2008. Uh, an event with the, the matches here. Uh, you had in the pre-show, Kane uh, defeated Mark Henry in a battle royal to become ECW champion, number one contender. Uh, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated Finley in a Belfast brawl. Sam Punk defeated uh, Carlito, Jericho, Morrison, Mr. Kennedy, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Batista defeated Umanga for an interpromotional singles match. Uh, Kane defeated Chavo. For the ECW championship in eleven so, seconds. God. So immediately, so immediately, you're you're uh, picking this show because Kane was on it twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally good. Like I don't know. Yeah, this is insane. Um, I actually forgot that show too. I, I but I do remember for some reason that um, John Legend sang the national uh, the American Beautiful at the beginning. Yeah, he um, did. at the beginning. So you had Michaels defeated Ric Flair in a career-threatening match. No, oh, this one wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what this one definitely wins. <laughs> Man, if we got a three-way dance right now, twenty-nine, thirty-six, and uh, twenty-four. I mean, sorry, I love you. Oh come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I'm still crying I about just, it now. Like it's rough. Yeah, uh, Corey, do you agree? I mean, even with Undertaker defeating Edge in twenty-four minutes for that World Heavyweight Championship, I mean, does it beat thirty-six? Uh, for you? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely 20, no, 20, 24 with HBK and Ric Flair. I mean, even though the, the rest of the card isn't exactly one of my favorites, it's still a strong card, and I, f- I feel it beats out the other two. No, you just said you saying that to move on with the show, or are you saying because you truly feel it in your mind? No, I'm, I'm, I, tr- <laughs> okay. I truly feel that. Because right, you're like, yeah, all right, let's just get on with the show. No, okay, no, I feel I was, it. I was, I, was looking, I was looking at Wikipedia and I just got, I got, uh, I was looking at all the participants in the fucking Battle Royal and I got distracted. Yeah, right. <laughs> so who's in the Battle Royal? Oh, let's fuck. see. I got it right now. No, I got it. I got it. Deuce oh, and Domino. Jim Duggan. Oh, Stevie God, they were still around? Yeah. Deuce, oh, the, the Deuce, this is in 2008. I know. I just, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, they were. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. Trevor Murdoch, future NWA world champion. Shannon Moore. Chuck Colombo, Tommy Dreamer, Snitsky. Participated, but elimination unmentioned, Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one wins because of that. That's great. Let's not forget about the uh, the Playboy Bunny Mania match with the Lumberjills, Eve Torres, Cherry, Jillian Hall, Mar- Maurice, yeah, Katie Lee Burchill. Roll tight on that one. WrestleMania 24 <laughs> moves on in a in an epic three way dance or a triple threat <laughs> match. And go to read more to beat 29 and 36. So WrestleMania 24 moves on. Well, let's put it to you this way: WrestleMania 24 is Brock Lesnar, and the other two WrestleManias are Spike Dudley and Hornswoggle. That's about how. <laughs> Did, did 24 the 24 have Brock Lesnar? No. No. He I'm was using the general, just It didn't have Spike Dudley either. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. Okay. So yes, WrestleMania 24 moves on in that. So that'll be later on. I already moved on to the second round in a tough fought victory against 2936. All right. Now who is WrestleMania 24 facing? Here we go. Now we're getting into the thick of things. We have WrestleMania eleven. From 1995, facing oh, off against WrestleMania 22 in 2006. Well, oh, fuck! I grabbed the wrong n- matches. Hang on a minute. Go on. Yeah. So it, it's actually not the original way I was telling you guys we were going to go. Uh, no, so no, this, no. You're doing yeah. it. You're doing it. You're doing it right. I just, I just jumped the gun again. Right. Go on. Um, so yeah, WrestleMania 11. Obviously, uh, more. I guess known to me. For Diesel and Shawn Michaels for the world title. <laughs> That's literally the <laughs> only thing it was good for. Um, but the other thing that was, I guess, more known for to the uh, casual fan is Lawrence Taylor making his in ring debut against Bam Bam Bigelow with Pat Patterson as the referee. The only reason why Pat Patterson was the referee is because Lawrence Taylor was comfortable with Pat Patterson only in the match to keep him protected. So that's why he was in the match. Um, but you also had the smoking guns in there. Uh, you had the Allied Powers, which I had no idea that they were a tag team until I watched this pay-per-view uh, on tape. I bought it from the – it wasn't FYE, but it was the place at the mall. Uh, it had, I forget where it was in Osborne Mall. I know I'm kind of going in the weeds, but – Suncoast video? Media play. So I think those, it was... are, those, those are two Media. places I bought – I, there's two places I bought the tapes from, but there was one other place that I always went to at, at Ross Park Mall. It, was it wasn't me- Shane. It wasn't Media Play. It it was it. So it was Media Play, but there was another mm. one that was there. 
Suncoast. I think it was. I think it was, it was Suncoast, it, dude. I, yeah, Suncoast video. Second floor of the Ross Park Mall, or first floor of the Ross Park Mall. I'll put it this way: Did it have TVs on the side of the entryway? It didn't. That's the thing. I remember I, I bought most of my wrestle. Though I didn't buy the WrestleMania box set. I bought them one by one. <laughs> so I went into this place. And I always bought one. So let's put it this way: WrestleMania 11 was the only one that I watched, and I fell asleep to. So, <laughs> uh, but I uh, I don't remember the Allied Powers uh, with Luger and British Bulldog until I watched it. Um, but then we also have WrestleMania 22, and the 22 I absolutely do not remember. Um, it was live from the Allstate Arena at the Rosemont Horizon. This was the last one that was at a smaller arena. Um, the next year was at Ford Field. Uh, but this one had John Cena and Triple H for the WWE Championship. Um, alongside with that, you had uh, the Playboy Pillow Fight match uh, for three minutes and 54 seconds that Tobin would love to watch. Tori Wilson and Candice Michelle. That's Roll Tide right there. That's all the way live. All the way live. Um, you also had the uh, the quick triple threat match for the world heavyweight title with Mysterio, Orton, and Angle. Mysterio was Angle's, uh, winning. Was one of that Angle's last matches for a while, or did he have? No, this this was Angle. This was Angle before he went to ECW. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you had Shawn Michaels and Mr. McMahon no holds bar, which is pretty good. Um, Eighteen minutes, twenty two seconds, entertaining by far. Um, you had Edge versus McFoley, where Edge spears McFoley off with the apron into a flaming table in a hardcore match, where Edge kind of changed, uh, went more towards the like – he was already rated our superstar, but this made him hardcore. Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match won by Rob Van Dam, defeating Sean Benjamin, Ric Flair, God bless his heart, uh, Matt Hardy, Finley, and Bobby Lashley. And you can't forget about this one. The Undertaker defeated Mark Henry in a casket match. Another one of those great <laughs> booking ideas for Taker. But he won a damn match, so I'll give him that credit. But uh, yeah, he was booked awful. But he liked to do his thing. Nine minutes and 28 seconds for a casket match. It's it's, it's, two, it's two of Taker's worst matches going off against each other. Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Undertaker versus Mark Henry in a casket match. I know, right? So, I'm sorry. What about Giant Gonzalez? Throw that one in there. Yeah, I forgot about that one for a reason. Uh, yeah, King Kong Bundy. One or the other, um, but for this one, if we're doing it, eleven and twenty-two, and this is no contest for me. I've always disliked eleven pretty strongly, so I'm just going to go WrestleMania twenty-two. FT Dubs for the win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with uh, WrestleMania twenty-two for the sheer fact that, like, you bring up the Shawn Michaels McMahon match, and that was eighteen over eighteen minutes long. That was the that was the uh, the how do I put it? This is what started the whole comeback for D-Generation X, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Because Shawn Michaels did the crotch chop on top of the ladder before he jumped off of it. And during the Cena Triple H match, he did the same thing. So that kind of lit the fire for the DX reunion uh, uh, storyline going forward. And then you have the, even though I'm not the biggest Rey Mysterio fan, I mean, everybody knows that his world title win was basically for Eddie Guerrero. So right. this was this is the year he won the Rumble and then won the world title in the triple threat match. Um, was this supposed to be Eddie's reign? Most likely, but we'll never know. But this, like just those three matches alone, like destroy WrestleMania 11. 
Do you think? Do you think that Rey Mysterio Jr. is ashamed of stealing both Eddie Guerrero's title reign and his son? He's <laughs> <laughs> my son. He is my son. Yeah, res- WrestleMania 22, just for the fact that it's not main evented by a fucking football player. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, like, but- I was surprised that that match went on for like I think it was like 14 minutes. It was long, dude. Tobin, I dare you to pick WrestleMania 11. No, I wanted to pick <laughs> WrestleMania 11, but then I'm going through racking my brain, looking at the card and everything that happened. That uh, 22 really does blow it out out of the water. 2006 was actually, looking back now, was a really good year. Um, if you're looking at everything, Rob Van Dam won the Money in the Bank, which led to the ECW One Night Stand pay per view. Him and Cena, which is tremendous. Uh, Edge and McFoley was a good hardcore match. Uh, was this the Mickey James and Trish Stratus match? With yeah. the uh, the with soccer the angle, grab. yeah, the single greatest uh, women's storyline in pro wrestling history. Yes, uh, Michaels and McMahon, obviously, like you said, Tony led to the DX reunion. So you know, uh, other than Cena making Triple H tap out, it, it was a really good mania. So yeah, definitely twenty two. Right, Sorry, so eleven, but all right. So I, uh, I have more respect for the new generation in recent years, but WrestleMania eleven sucks ass. Yeah, that was that was early on in that new generation. Mm-hmm. You only have one good match compared to maybe three or four on twenty-two. Well, like you said, two thousand six is pretty underrated for, for it. Really year. is, yeah. Yeah, with that talent there too. So, all right, so we have uh, one second round match set then. Uh, WrestleMania twenty-four versus twenty-two. We'll get that a little bit later. So, not to confuse the listeners, but we're going to keep on going with the 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 out um, the matches that are like outside of the main bracket. That's what I explained to you guys before we went on, and I went off went off because I got uh, sidetracked by the triple threat match early on in this bracket. So uh, we'll do uh, WrestleMania 30, bottom left. WrestleMania 30, 2014, versus WrestleMania 35 in 2019. I'm just noticing this right now, and we're going to get all the jokes out of the way now, guys. WrestleMania 30, I was there. WrestleMania 35, I got kicked out of MetLife Stadium. I get it. <laughs> so now, now we all know I ruined Corey's day. He was a good friend. He stayed with me. I got kicked out of MetLife Stadium. It's a long story. You want to tweet Tobin at it, he can give you the full story. That's what happened. So, of course, this, this fucking, these two fucking pay-per-views and shows are pitted against each other in the bracket. And I just found <laughs> out about it hey, at 9.35 p.m. on March 20th. Just letting you guys know. I just didn't notice that. So are, we not do, are we not doing a triple threat match? <laughs> Wait, it's up to you guys. A unanimous decision. Are we doing the triple threat match or two, adding in 20, 21 in there? 21 uh, wins, so no. <laughs> All right, so let's so let, well, let's quickly talk about WrestleMania 30. So WrestleMania 30 is live from the New Orleans Superdome. Uh, really? I thought it was the Silverdome. It might have been the Silverdome, but it's the Superdome. No, it's Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Tony. I was, I was making fun of Hogan. <laughs> Um, so in this match here, we had a, uh, I guess it was, it was, a, it was a special night and it was weird too. Cause it was Daniel Bryan and triple H to start the night because if Daniel Bryan won the match, he would be added into the main event later on between Batista and Randy Orton for the world heavyweight title. And this is about a year, maybe a year or more in the making where this is the, the yes movement, um, trying to get started here. And it was, it was insanely huge, huge pop. It was growing, uh, and it was over like Rover, as they, as the Conrad Thompson says. 
And Daniel Bryan defeated Triple H in 25 minutes in that match to be input into the main event. Other matches on that card, The Shield versus the New Age Outlaws, and being there live, Billy Gunn and Road Dog did not do their, oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody, and I was really upset. I'm still upset about it right now. Because um, I've been waiting for that since 98, 99, and I was all excited that he didn't fucking do it. So thanks, Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Um, and then you had Cesaro uh, eliminating Big Show for the, this is when the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was on the actual card. <laughs> um, and then you had Cena and Bray Wyatt. Hey, Shane. Bray Wyatt was, was what? Um, I'm going to also interject something about the John Cena and Bray Wyatt thing where you were so pumped to see Bray Wyatt's entrance and what happened. Well, I actually, I didn't see it, but I was in the beer line and I did see the crowd with all the fireflies and all the phones up. It was still pretty <laughs> cool. And I did hear the music. So. Close enough. Yeah, you you were you were in the beer line because they decided to shut down all the credit card uh, machines that night. <laughs> well, I mean that's New Orleans for you. It was yeah, it was it was a lot of Wooly Town. Let's put it that way. But uh, I did I did hear the music. I did see Bray Wyatt come out, and I saw uh, half the match. It was a lot. It was twenty two minutes, but it seemed like it was a lot quicker than what I remembered. Uh, but it really it really did. Yeah. So I mean, Bray Wyatt was getting more over, and you can definitely tell by being like you felt him getting over with the crowd um, even more so because he was facing John Cena, uh, but Cena won that match. Um, a match that I won't talk about just because it's going up against 35, so it's like 0 for 2 for Corey. Um, and then we'll do uh, Daniel Bryan defeated Batista and Randy Orton by submission uh, uh, for the triple threat match for the world title in 23 minutes. So I do like WrestleMania 30, but when you go to 35, um, the matches here, we actually had a cruiserweight number one contender tournament, and Tony Nese. I'm just joking. I don't care about that. Um, so you have <laughs> uh, Rollins. Else. I know. So like Rollins and Lesnar started off the show, which was huge, and no one thought it was going to happen. But Paul Heyman comes out and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming out. We're going to beat Seth Rollins' ass. And that's it." But in two minutes and thirty seconds, Lesnar <laughs> loses the title, and Seth Rollins beats the Beast Incarnate once again just like he did at 31 for the Universal title. Um, AJ Styles and Randy Orton had a, had a good uh, singles match. Shane McMahon and The Miz, false count anywhere, um, which The Miz doesn't have some weird movie star next to him or YouTube star. It was just straight up McMahon and The Miz after their, their tag team breakup. Um, and then The Miz's dad got a forever gif um, trying to fight Shane McMahon or whoever he <laughs> wants to put his fist up to. Um, then Kofi uh, defeated Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship early in the night, uh, 23 minutes and 45 seconds, which is a really good moment overall for WWE. Um, good night for Kofi Kingston. He busted his ass. He finally got to the top of the mountain. and he, my, uh, defeated- my favorite part of that whole match was after Kofi won and they handed uh, Big E grabbed the belt, the Daniel Bryan's like hippie, like, environmentalist nonsense belt. He chucks it aside and they pull out their old one. Like, <laughs> they part of it. I'm like that's right. awesome. They sold, they sold that replica belt at the, um, at access for like over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Fuck no, that. Noise. Right, Tony, no, right? I went, yeah. When, when I went to access, they had two versions of the hippie belt that were TV used. And I believe they were selling them for over $2,000 in, when I went to Access, they already sold one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, I was I, I was there with you. I was actually alive during that that time going to Access. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did enjoy Access, but it was it was kind of weird where it was located. I mean, it wasn't the Izod Center, which I've never been to and I never want to go to. Yeah, um, you never want to go there. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was uh, it was at the uh, one of the convention centers on the outside of uh, Jersey, or I, I guess outside of Brooklyn, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, but then you had Samoa Joe defeating uh, Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Um, is this that? The- I, I got a question about this match. Do you think it's the shortest WrestleMania match? No, it's not it's even. Uh, it's not even a minute long. King no, Kong uh, King King King. Yeah. Jones is way yep. shorter. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that was one. But then you had um, Daniel Bryan H- and Sheamus was eighteen seconds, and Hogan uh, and, yeah. and uh, Yoko at nine. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm just I'm just an idiot. It was damn short though. It was really short. Yeah. Um. Then you had. Uh, no holds barred, uh, Triple H and Batista. Um, Toolbox of Doom they, match. Yeah, right. They, <laughs> they got everything out of there. Got the the wrench and they got the the teeth puller and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's Fires. rip a nose let's rip a nose ring out of somebody's nose and have no blood come out. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's pretty intense. Um, and then you had Baron Corbin, and Kurt Angle, uh, Corbin. Our angle put over Corbin on six minutes, and Angle supported it. He wanted to put Corbin over, and now he's happy Corbin. So good for Kurt Angle getting the young guy a good push. Uh, and then you had uh, the Demon, Finn Balor, defeated Bobby Lashley for the IC title in four minutes. So IC title still really meaning something a couple of years ago. Uh, hey, co-made event. Co-made event. I guess, man. Um, <laughs> and then the, the, uh, the main event. Of the night, starting at like 11.45 p.m., from what I'm told. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair for the winner takes all, both titles on the line, SmackDown and All Women's Championship in 21 minutes and 30 seconds. The ending was a little bit botched. I blame Ronda Rousey. Um, and I'm you think? Her, I'm just going to blame her for this match coming up at this year's WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair because I don't like Ronda Rousey, and she just ruins everything. So uh, that is WrestleMania 35. So I'm going to leave my pick on the outside for now. What do you guys think? May I, may I go first real quick? Go Absolutely. Ahead. So first of all, I would like to offer my deepest condolences to my host Shane uh, for the new age outlaws, not doing their typical entrance. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine what it must be like to have a WrestleMania ruined uh, by such, by such terrible <laughs> things. Um, immediately after we're done taping tonight, I will start a GoFundMe page for you. Uh, we will raise you some money, and we will send you to the next 10 WrestleManias. Uh, yeah, because I couldn't imagine how terrible that must be. Uh, it, it is interesting. It is interesting. That, I know, I... <laughs> it is interesting okay. that we have Kofi Mania going up against Yes Mania. Um, I, we have watched WrestleMania. Is it 35, right? It's 35, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we, we have watched WrestleMania 35 since then. Uh, I didn't find a whole lot interesting about it. The Kofi Brian match was fantastic. Uh, the the main event, the women's triple threat match, was just it was not good. Um, like the WrestleMania 30 was Brian's night. Um, he got what he should have. Like it shouldn't have had to rebook everything on the fly. It should have been booked with him winning to begin with. It was his night. WrestleMania 30. That's my pick. Um, I'll go next. Um. WrestleMania 35, if you go on Wikipedia and you look at the match list, which Shane just read off, everything after Kofi winning the title, it's just 
completely like you're you're completely drained by that time and everything is just a blur like nobody cared really much about and i know Corey's going to disagree with this uh with the romans reigns beating uh drew mcintyre but like everything above kofi mania was a good show everything after that it was just hard to focus because you're just getting all tired and everything but um not to mention they ran it till nearly midnight and it just became an issue. WrestleMania 30, however, Daniel Bryan defeated basically every member of Evolution that night. Obviously not Ric Flair, but he probably would have if he was there. Um, that was really the first push they tried to give Cesaro, if you remember, with yeah. him winning the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm not going to talk about the Brock Lesnar part because it'll hurt Corey's feelings. Uh, but WrestleMania 30 was with the eight matches they had was by far better than 35. So yeah, 30, I'm, going with, I'm going with 30. There it is. And and I agree, Tony. 30 just whipped 35's ass. It wasn't close. So definitely 30 on this one. Um, you guys pretty much covered everything uh, that I was going to say. So, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, 30. I actually popped when Daniel Bryan won, and that was, you know, not that long ago, and I could have cared less, but it was, it, it was just – it was a good moment to see, and it, the right guy won um, that night. So, yeah, definitely 30. 35 was too long, and ugh. Yeah, it's another one of those where more doesn't always necessarily mean better. Exactly. Eight uh, matches versus 105. Yeah, I'm going to go with the eight. <laughs> and, and you remember, WrestleMania 30 was like, what, four hours? Maybe four hours, ten minutes long? It was WrestleMania, long. WrestleMania but... 35, 17 hours? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That was a fr- right. WrestleMania 30 was the first one on uh, the network. So right. That was kind of cool, too. Yes. You were able to kind of watch it, even despite the streaming issues at the time. But, I mean, some of you guys were there. But sitting at home uh, with my buddies, I was like, wow. This is actually like cool, and I have to pay eighty five dollars to watch WrestleMania. It's part of the network, so that was cool. It was the start of many things to come. Right, and also end of an era too in uh, the traditional pay per view esque type, yeah. like type buying, where yep. you, know, you didn't have to pay seventy to eighty bucks for a pay per view anymore, which, um, which is good in the long run. I enjoy watching pay per views with you guys. That's how we started this podcast with the watch alongs, all the content, but. You know, even buying AEW a couple of weeks ago, Revolution, I just missed. Um, I, I never bought pay-per-views often, like not as much as Tony did. Like Tony bought a lot of them, um, and I still like I, I still take like buying the pay-per-view, even traditionally with like the black box and, and getting everything hooked up. Like I told him, I remember you and me watched X Seven, and we missed like the first half hour. We were like uh, really upset. We couldn't hook up the box right. We were, like, Let's yeah, they, we, we had to call the cable company or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm like oh yeah, everybody's having trouble. And it's just like that that Sunday night feel where you're gonna watch something and in demand like puts it, it on, sends signal. You know, it's just one of those old school things. It was must see. It was one of those things where you couldn't just flip it on like. Right. you know offhandedly it was you had to go out of your way to make it happen and later on once with cable box came on even by like 29 and shit it, you could still just do it with your remote but back then you had to get the box from the cable company you had to call them you had to order you had to make sure everything was ready to go and there was issues so we had to call again and like it was a big thing it's like you put a lot of you invested a lot of time and energy into just getting it there just so you could watch it. So the, just the amount of energy and time you spent, 
getting it going build up your anticipation to watch the event as opposed to just clicking a, a button or clicking your phone or whatever. So it, it, it to me, it, it meant more because you were more invested in it as opposed to just saying, eh, there, I'll put it on. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so it wasn't an error there, but yeah, we'll, uh, WrestleMania 30, we'll move on and then we'll face WrestleMania 21 in the, I guess the pseudo first round of this tournament. So now, going across the way here, uh, on the top right-hand side of your bracket, we have another one of the uh, next-to-last playing game between WrestleMania 31 versus WrestleMania 34. So WrestleMania 31 happened in 2015 uh, from Santa Clara, California, from Levi Stadium, home of the 49ers, uh, 79,976. Even with... Uh, the network traditional bias were 259,000, which I think is pretty significant, um, knowing that people are still buying it on pay-per-view and not, not just paying the 10 bucks a month for the network. Um, at that one, we were talking about it earlier, you had uh, Sting making his WrestleMania debut uh, against Triple H uh, in a new DQ match. In that match, you had your DX come down, and then Sting, it was kind of weird because Sting was always against the NWO uh, and the storyline, but eventually joined the Wolfpack, and we won't get into the weeds there. Uh, but NWO, black and white, Hogan, Hall, Nash came down and helped out Sting. They were all face-to-face in the center of the ring, which is kind of a cool moment uh, there, bringing the Attitude Era back together one more time. Um, but of course... Uh, Triple H uh, couldn't put the uh, the young upstart Sting over in 18 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, so Triple H got the win there. Um, Taker versus Bray Wyatt, which, Corey, can you can you tell me about that match? Because I don't remember that one at all. It, it, it's, I mean, even as a big Taker fan, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, this was like a re- WrestleMania where like a lot of people who should have won did not. I mean, even, even I admit that Bray Wyatt should have beat Undertaker. Wyatt should have beat Undertaker, Sting should have beat Triple H, Rusev should have beat John Cena, but it was just a lot of ass-backwards booking. But, it, I mean, it, w- it was a decent match. It just wasn't great. This, this, this is the match. one where, where, where Mizdow should have won as well, right? Because yes. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, the, Undertaker, the Undertaker Bray Wyatt story was basically Bray Wyatt says he's the new leader of, like, the dark side and whatnot. That he has the power of the, like, dark and whatnot, and this was right after the Undertaker lost at WrestleMania 30, so he feels that like the Undertaker doesn't have the power to beat him anymore, and that's what started this whole thing. And then the Undertaker beat him. Yeah, and that Undertaker, was not a good match at all. It was not. It was not. <laughs> no, it, it, it was the Undertaker. Um, his entrance really bothered me for the sheer fact that they're in California. It's bright as fuck out there, and you have the Undertaker activating the lights. What the hell? <laughs> like, I, I like Undertaker entrance at WrestleMania is always iconic, and then they have him come out in broad daylight and activate what type of lights? See, activating the fucking sun. He could. But like, he's the Undertaker, Tony. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to. Mm. <laughs> It's it just bothered it just bothered me. This whole I mean, match just bothered I mean, me. I mean, Hangman Page wasn't gonna do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be real cowboy shit. Real cowboy shit. 
And then I guess to uh, cap off the night, which was one of the uh, big surprises of the evening, Seth Rollins won the Money in the Bank earlier that year. Um, and he cashed in uh, during this match to make it a triple threat match uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then he eventually, of course, defeated Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for said title. Uh, and then that started the the best for business era, correct? Am I wrong on that? No, he was already part. He was already part of the authority at that point. So yeah, yeah, was a uh, was a big deal. It kind of caught everybody off guard, which is uh, sometimes rare in this business with all the dirt sheets. But good on Seth Rollins for that. Um, and I think that's a big tipping point for what it went up against in WrestleMania 34, which is uh, what we were talking about earlier today. I did a. Um, we did a sidebar, um, sidebar text with Tony and Tobin. Sorry, Corey, but I have to admit it. Where we had 31 <laughs> versus 34, and you had uh, Roman Reigns losing here. Uh, but in 34, you had uh, Roman Reigns also losing to Brock Lesnar here. And um, I just want to know what what Roman Reigns' loss meant more to you, and which one you move. <laughs> 31. <laughs> right, because it's the main event. It was, you know, he, he, uh, it's the main event. Yeah. The money in the bank cash in is pretty sweet. <laughs> right, um, but at thirty-four-two, uh, this was also uh, back at the uh, the Superdome a couple years later. Um, matches of note: Undertaker defeated John Cena in two minutes and forty-five seconds. Oh. Uh, that's just, yeah. Cena randomly came back and on the crowd, and, and uh, that was a, a throwaway match. Um, and then you had AJ Styles defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Remember, Nakamura had his time to shine, and he won the World Rumble, and nothing happened. Nope, um, it didn't. Why, yep, and the reason why I'm not going to let 34 win, even if it had the greatest, most stupendous match of all time. Don't um, you dare. Um, I'm going to bring up Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, because I don't care if it was – the Undertaker versus Styles versus Triple H versus The Rock versus Austin for the world title in a ladder match. Um, I'm not going to pick this pay-per-view because there's Nicholas, a child, winning the Raw Tag Team Championship. So, <laughs> WrestleMania 31 wins all day long. Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, Shane, for the sheer fact that like I'm literally looking at the card for 34. And I remember being there, and I was just not excited to be there after about about – three matches in because it was just you had Ginger Ginger Mahal defeat Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and Rusev. For, for the <laughs> US then, championship. <laughs> you had Oscar job to Charlotte Flair. Her undefeated streak ended there. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was just Charlotte Flair not putting over that young upstart Oscar. I was just yeah. so disappointed by the AJ Styles Nakamura match and it was just I was disappointed by it, but like WrestleMania 34, I'm trying to talk over Tobin peeing. I'm not peeing. Uh, I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I'm doing laundry here, boys. I'm sorry. Okay, all right here. The, uh, I heard it earlier. I was going to talk over it. The the saving thing about WrestleMania 31 was Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank. That was the only saving. That's the only reason I'm picking WrestleMania 31 is because that's the only thing that saved the pay per view. I couldn't even get excited for the NWO versus DX thing because I knew Triple H wasn't going to put over Sting. Sting. But like, 
Yeah, I'm going with 31. All right, Tobin, what are you saying here? 31. For the sake of time, let's just go 31. It was a better show, no doubt. Uh, so we got uh, the final playing game here. We have WrestleMania 32 versus WrestleMania 33 from 2016 and 17. Uh, quickly, WrestleMania 32 was from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the same place where WrestleMania will be this year for two nights. 101,000 people were there, and it was disputed, uh, but still, you can fit over 100,000 people there uh, regularly for a Cowboys game. Um, and then in this one, we had uh, eight decent matches. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. The Undertaker defeated Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose in a No Hold Barred Street Fight, which I don't remember. Uh, it was awful. Was, yeah, like I was reminded by it today. And speaking of awful, uh, the League of Nations uh, defeated <laughs> the New Day. The New Day was around back this time. Um, still, they've been around for a very long time. A six-man tag match. Uh, Jericho versus Styles, um, and then Zack Ryder got his uh, one week to shine as the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, uh-uh. it, uh, it was one day. Uh, it was one day. Once he lost the last night on, on mm-hmm. his his second biggest achievement uh, outside of marrying Chelsea Green. <laughs> uh, he's a new champ and GCW champ. That's not a good thing. <laughs> his second biggest achievement outside of marrying Chelsea. Green. <laughs> I just want to hear. Uh, so that was 32. Uh, and then 33 was live from Camping World Stadium from Orlando, Florida once again. Feels like the Super Bowl. It's always in the same four places. Um, and we have our uh, our results here. We had um, AJ Styles defeated Shane McMahon in the singles match. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated Chris Jericho to become the new U.S. champion. Hardy Boys re-debuted, came out of nowhere. Um, they left, uh, what was it, uh, TNA. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah, they were in Ring of Honor a couple nights before at Supercard of Honor. Um, they re-debuted. And they won the Tag Team Championship and stole it from Enzo Amore and Big Cass, who should have won that match. Very over at that point. And they, they were. Stole it. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Triple H in a non-sanctioned match. 31 minutes. Uh, Lesnar defeated Goldberg. Um, and Randy Orton defeated Bray Wyatt. And that's all I see on this page. I won't bring up anything else for WrestleMania 33. John, so, John Cena and Nikki Bella beat the Miz, uh, Miz and Maurice. <laughs> and Naomi won a six-pack challenge. Got it. That's all I see on here. This is the one that I actually brought up on the on the text chain today. I was mistaken by my own text. Um, so Roman Reigns defeated Triple H at 32, and then nothing happened at 33, Corey. So which one are you picking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I got an updated uh, card on this. Uh, it says that Roman Reigns <laughs> defeated the Undertaker. Oh, mm. Corey's Corey's leaving. Corey, have a great mm. night. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the sound of a door slamming. That's the sound of me ripping the door off the hinges. No, honestly. Well, well, in all fairness, it was a no holds barred match, so Roman Reigns kind of cheated. Roman Reigns always cheats because he. <laughs> <laughs> this this may surprise a lot of people, but I'm I'm going WrestleMania 33 on this one. Wow. Well, please please indulge us on why you pick 33 over 32. I think it just has more moments. Like I enjoyed the AJ Styles Shane McMahon match. Um, I thought Owens and Jericho is better than AJ and Jericho. Uh, the Hardy Boys coming back in the ladder match was cool, even though I did want to see Enzo and Big Cass win. Um, I don't really remember Seth Rollins and Triple H, but 
31. I don't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you just have better matches overall is my opinion on that. But Roman Reigns and Undertaker, even though Undertaker lost, I mean, it was it was a crap match. It was terrible. He was he should have been on the way out at that point. But 33 is better in my opinion. I'm going to agree with Corey just for exactly what he said. The only good thing about WrestleMania 32, besides it ending, was Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, and Mick Foley coming out. Basically, it. I didn't give a damn about The Rock having his six-second match with Eric Rowan. <laughs> Ugh. But, like, yeah, 33. Honestly. 33, not to mention, had one like one of the greatest entrances entryways uh, an amusement park, and it was a hundred yards from the stage to the ring. Yeah. So yeah, thirty three is mine. Yeah, they but they didn't do that, so it was even better. I remember like the, watching the documentary on that, and they were told they when the women's title match toward the end of the night was uh, about to go on, they told every single one of them, "Run! We got to get this done. We got to get going." Honestly, I didn't do any research for the, the, either of these other than looking at Wikipedia, and I was just going to go with the one that Corey went with. So, WrestleMania 33 gets through. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Thanks for including me in on this. No, no, you weren't included. I mean, we, we're, uh, we're running over, man. It's just like that 100-yard thing. We, we got to just run. Now, let's move on. 33 wins. Go. <laughs> Next one. 33 wins. Go. All right, so all of the opening matches are over. So now we go back up to the top left-hand corner of the bracket. We now have WrestleMania 26 versus WrestleMania 37 uh, from last year. WrestleMania 26 uh, is uh, pretty unique again because um, I'll you know say it again. I was there, so was Tony. Um, sorry, Corey. Again, you can let me have it again. Um, just wait, wait your turn, and you can pull it on. Um, what is it? Uh, so Yoshitatsu, who Tony and I saw at a restaurant the night before he we went to WrestleMania, eliminated Zack Ryder in the random 26-man battle royal. Um, Showmiz defeated John Morrison and R-Truth to retain the tag team titles. Uh, Randy Orton defeated the other members of the legacy faction that they had, Cody Rhodes. Yes, the Cody Rhodes. Uh, and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., Jack Stratton, on the bank ladder match. Um, which is only 13 minutes and 44 seconds because everybody died in the match. Um, Triple H defeated Sheamus in 12 minutes and 6 seconds. Um, match of the night, Bret Hart defeated uh, Mr. McMahon in a no-holds-barred lumberjack match with Bruce Hart as special referee. Um, Jericho defeated Edge in a match that I don't remember, uh, 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, there was a Divas tag team match that I won't get into. Um, John Cena defeated Batista which is a match I do remember uh, for the championship and matches of the night by far with, to me, maybe top five matches of all time. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Shawn Michaels, unfortunately retiring Shawn Michaels uh, straight versus career. I'm sorry. That is wrong. No, no, that's right. He, he defeated Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels for straight versus career. I'm saying at 25 um, Shawn Michaels career is over. And the next night on raw was a very emotional goodbye from Shawn Michaels. Um, from that. And then, I guess, food for thought, because I know we have a lot of AEW fans here. Um, CM Punk had his Straight Edge Society, and it had Serena. And I was like, is it is it the same Serena? And it is. It's the professor. Serena, Serena D. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Good for Serena D. 
she should be women's champion right now. She should beat Thunder Rose's ass. Uh, but yeah, Taker and Michaels, obviously that match puts this one over for me, and I move 26 on. So what are your guys' same, thoughts? Same here, 26 for me. I'm also 26. going 26. Yeah, definitely 26. All right, here we go. All right, now this one's going to be really simple. I'm just going to. Yeah, it it really is. <laughs> it might be simple for the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, just region all, of the bracket. All you have to do is say what the main event was, and then that's it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You have an Iraqi turncoat, Sergeant Slaughter, getting death threats from actual people in the United States facing the real American Hulk Hogan with General Adnan. All right, for Sergeant Slaughter with Hulk Hogan. All right, facing okay. up against WrestleMania X Seven. Who is yeah. the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the world title? <laughs> okay, so Shane, you just mentioned him getting death threats. Okay, all ten those, years apart. Oh, all those. Look at this. Ten years apart. All yes, those. Right, all, apart. all those death threats mean nothing to the My Way music video that they did for this main event match. It means Honestly, nothing. That, I mean, that, that is that's pretty true. I love the Golden Arrow, but uh, yeah, this WrestleMania 2001 by far. This is like a 116 scene right here. 17's my pick. <laughs> Does anybody think that seven's even close? I mean, no. It's it's no. De- it's definitely not close. But let us never o- overlook Warrior versus Savage. It's a damn good. Yeah, match. that's true. And let's not let let us not forget about uh, Taker versus Triple H. That's right. The first yeah. the first one, even though they tried to rate it, erase it from history, they did. I, re- I remember. I remember. Uh, uh, Undertaker was talking about it. He goes, I got on that stage with the bike. I saw the entryway. I saw the long uh, aisle. I just gunned it. Didn't care. <laughs> now, I guess for sake of uh, me just wanting to live in this moment, uh, we're talking about a bracket here. If The Rock and Stone Cold was not on this card, would Seven win? No. Mm, no. No. Because no. even Seven the gimmick on- Battle Royal was amazing. Seven wasn't bad, but compared to 17 was so perfect, almost perfect from start to finish that there, if it doesn't win, I'll be shocked. Let's put it to you that way. WrestleMania 17 started with Jericho versus Regal for the Intercontinental yeah. title, and it was a great match. The opening match of WrestleMania 7 was the Rockers defeating Haku the Barbarians. I stand by what I said. (laughs) It's shit. Like I said, 7 wasn't bad, but it's compared to... Jake Roberts and Rick Martone, a blindfold match, man? You can't fucking write a script for that. I mean, 17 is just a coup de grace, really. I know, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the biggest of the Attitude Era. It's the biggest night in wrestling. I will have difficulty with the next one. WrestleMania 17 is the peak of the last boom of professional wrestling. It it was the end of WCW. This was the culmination of everything that they had done. And it it, it aside from the heel turn, Austin heel turn at the end, it was done perfectly. Yeah, that was the thing. It was uh, Austin at the end shaking hands with the devil. Uh, yep. Which- Vince McMahon. We were mad for weeks and weeks after that one as as teenagers, preteens. Weeks. I'm still upset about it, really. Yeah, I mean, that is true. It's it's still upset about it. Um, But moving on. So Tony is correct in this this assessment here. Next one's a a doozy. So WrestleMania 15. 
Yeah, that was live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania versus WrestleMania X8 live from the Toronto Sky Dome. Uh, you have the um, 15. Uh, you have the main event for the World Wrestling Federation title. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, uh, which was obviously the first one. Um, you also have The Undertaker and Big Boss Man and Hell in a Cell. Um, Where they hanged him. They hanged him. Uh, they, <laughs> did. They, did, they did hang him. Um, and you have uh, just like the, the lower tier matches. Butterbean uh, literally knocked out Bark Gun. Uh, to end the Brawl for All era. Thank God. Um, yeah. Tag team titles got retained from Owen Hart and Jeff Jeff Jarrett retained. Uh, they defeated D'Lo Brown and Test. Test is still dead. Uh, <laughs> and then you had uh, Shane McMahon uh, defeated X-Pac. Uh, it was for the European title. And then you also uh, have Mankind in the big show in the singles match. And then the winner of that match would be the special guest referee in the main event. And obviously, that'd be so cool in the rock. So you have you know, three big guys in the main event. We're going up against now X8, which Oof. it's tough. But That's at the same time, tough. for me, it's a slight edge for X8, mainly because of the rock and Hogan. Yeah. It's, it, it's, a, it's a slight, it's it's a slight the, edge. It's a very slight edge for the sheer fact that that match, if it, if Rock and Hogan was on the main event, the actual final match, that would blow uh, 15 out of the water. But since they wanted to put the championship at the very end of the show, which traditionally you should, that's why it got the slight edge for me. But like yeah, even, 15, yeah. 15 was still a great pay-per-view. Even Jericho said, he's like, how am I supposed to go out there after Rock and Hogan? Triple H, <laughs> Triple H even said that. He goes, how are we yeah, supposed to top like, that? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just one, another one of those pay-per-views that were booked a little, a little off. Uh, you had to put the title last. I get it as an old school guy, but when you have two guys at the, at the, I guess place at the table that the Rock and Hogan are in wrestling history and lore, you got to put them as the main event. So, but what do you, what do you guys think here? This is, uh, this, I mean, the, the other matches. I guess I'll go through it quickly. Unfortunately, this is where Scott Hall got booked. Uh, wrong after his uh, NWO, and he, he was having troubles anyway with um, with uh, corporate and, and Vince McMahon and stuff like that. Stone Cold and Scott Hall, um, Edge and Booker T faced off. Taker and Ric Flair. God bless Ric Flair here. I mean, Undertaker's. I mean, I give him all the credit in the world, but I got to give credit to Ric Flair as well because he he's like late fifties, sixties at the time, and he's still taking bumps. And it was a no DQ match, eighteen minutes. Flair's Flair and Taker put on a show. Tell you what, you gotta you gotta give it to Arn Anderson. Also, he gave Taker a hell of a spinebuster. Oh, that was a beautiful spinebuster. Beautiful. Double A does it best. Um, and then you have uh, Triple H and Jericho. Uh, Triple H um, didn't want to put over the upstart Jericho uh, for the industry. Uh, Eighteen minutes and forty-one seconds to have another yet another Triple H title reign. So, uh, but for me, it, it's going to be X8 mainly because of Icon versus Icon. That match still gives me goosebumps. I can watch it over and over again. The crowd is, is off. It's a rocker in that one. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give it to 18 also. I, I, go, I go with 18. As much as I want to say 15, because that's like peak attitude era, uh, Shane said it best. The crowd was so hot for 18 in Toronto, it wins. 
Uh, the matches are so close. You, you get the Toronto fans adding to the Rock and Hogan match. I mean, d- despite my man Steve Austin being kind of saddled with a less than perfect Razor Ramon match, and for some reason Kevin Nash didn't have a match at WrestleMania, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to give it to 18. It, it, I, I didn't think I would say this, but looking at the two now and looking back, yeah, 18. All right, so we're all, we're all on board. WrestleMania X8 gets the slight victory here to move on to the second round. And who are they going to face? Uh, we're going to uh, do this match, and we're going to take a little break. Um, so this will be the last one on this side of the show. Um, WrestleMania 4. Now, this is, this is wow, we're talking about my errors here. So WrestleMania 4 from 1988, the tournament for the world title after the, the, uh, the two Hebner main event. Uh, on from 1988, the most watched wrestling segment still of all time on NBC, where Andre won the title, and then Davey Ossie paid him off, and uh, they vacated the title, Jack Tunney at the time, and uh, put it all on the line in a, uh, in a tournament. Then you had the Ultimate Challenge, also at the Toronto Sky Dome. WrestleMania six, the Ultimate Warrior, the Intercontinental Champion, versus Hulk Hogan, the World Champion. You guys don't think I'm passionate about this. I'm not even looking at notes. This is all in my head. So what do you guys think? I'm going to leave leave this up to you guys, and I'll say my piece at the end. WrestleMania 4 versus WrestleMania 6 to face. Eventually, probably going to lose WrestleMania 8. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick WrestleMania 6 because I don't remember WrestleMania 4, really. But WrestleMania 6, not just for title for title, but... Oh, wait, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, I'm going to go with WrestleMania 6 for the title for title. Sorry. Title for title. That's literally the only thing I can remember from it. And um, it was the start of the Warrior was on the top of the uh, company. And then he self-destructed, as they like to say, and losing it right away to Sergeant Slaughter, basically. Like a year so, later, though. Yeah, still, it's not. It's still like his ego got so big that they're like, "We got to get the title off of him." But like, I really have like, I'm just picking it just for that match alone because I really don't have any recollection of those ma- that those two WrestleManias. Now, see if if WrestleMania four was done now, where they had two nights and they did a tournament over like two nights. Or one of these like seven hour WrestleManias, that would be fine. Back then, the tournament format did not work over when they were still figuring out what WrestleMania was. The tournament format didn't work. Even though Savage wins, Hogan still manages to steal all the focus, put the focus on himself. He's a <laughs> jackass. Um, I am happy that Savage won. I'm also kind of I'm also kind of sad that DiBiase didn't win. I would have liked. To, I mean, now obviously as an adult, I would like to see DiBiase have that title reign. But uh, WrestleMania six wins, even though really the only like I put good notes and bad notes again. And WrestleMania six, the only positive I came up with was Warrior and Hogan, maybe Demolition Colossal Connection, just because it was fun. And even though it was sad to see Andre in the shape that he was, both pay per views in my opinion are just not that great. But the tournament format just kills it for me. WrestleMania six, not even Dusty Rhodes, sweet Sapphire, baby. No, no I, not that I, bullshit. I, Corey, I agree. Um, 
the tournament format was it just like saddled the whole pay per view. It wasn't a WrestleMania, it was a tournament, so that kind of sucked. It was um, a king in a ring just for the title. It pretty much. It, it wasn't four was sandwiched between three and five, which are right WrestleMania, so it kind of loses there. So I I go to six because of Hogan and Warrior. Obviously, was two of the best matches either man have, has ever had. And then you could add in uh, Dusty Rhodes, Bebe being there. And it was just a more fun card, I think, in six, as opposed to being, you know, saddled. The storyline was good up up to four, though, Shane. Like you said, there was a lot going on there. But uh, they could have done this, you know, outside of WrestleMania and had a little more heat going in for different different guys. But six wins. So putting my putting a little bit of more analysis than I probably should here, you had one man in Randy Savage have four different matches. Obviously, they weren't long matches, but uh, the longest match was nine minutes and twenty seven seconds with Ted DiBiase. But now knowing what I know now about Ted DiBiase, this is probably Ted DiBiase's finest moment. Unfortunately, was a losing effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he was at the top of the mountain at this point when he faced a guy like Randy Savage, but you had to give Randy Savage the title to set up the Mega Powers exploding, putting Earth off its axis just for one night the next year. Um, it was uh, it was a big moment for DiBiase, but Savage had to get the win. Um, and then I just like the moment between the Islanders and uh, the British Bulldog because they uh, they suck, they stuck the uh, the dog on uh, on Bobby Heenan. And he had like a uh, like a dog suit on. And was, <laughs> that was probably his fine, one of his finest moments. Um, and Shane, uh, can I add that uh, the move from the Pontiac Silverdome at three to uh, Trump Plaza was a bit of a letdown right. as well. The crowd wasn't nearly there for four as they were in six. The crowd was a lot more involved for six, so that right. helps push six over as well. And then again, like putting. Just a, just looking at the card, you had guys that half of the match was top guys, and the other one was just like, okay, you give me this guy. So you had Mr. Perfect with Bruce Beefcake. And Bruce Beefcake wins. And then you have Roddy Piper facing Brad News Brown. Obviously, double count out. And not Roddy half. Piper's fine, but we won't go there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> He's a little half and half for the show. He's but... a little half and half. Uh, and then um, you had, so I guess the best one, Ted DiBiase, you know, was with Million Dollar Champion against Jake Roberts. Okay, fine. Two decent guys. But then you have Rick Rude with Jimmy Snuka. Okay. So, like, you had, like, half and half. And even for me, Rick Martell, I love Rick Martell. And then Coco Beware. Like, all right. But he had Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Um, I got to go Hogan and Ultimate Warrior as a, as, as a child. I had both buddies. I had Hogan and Warrior. These are my top two wrestlers when I was little. That's what got me into wrestling. I was, I was five years old. Um, and this is it. Like I saw throwbacks of this. So I'll give strictly because of that and my childhood. WrestleMania 6 by a slim, slim margin. Moving on to the next round. So with that, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back on the 33 and 3rd percent podcast. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the 33 to 3rd percent podcast. I am Shannon Makazowski. With me tonight, we have Mike, Lucky Strike Tobin, Tony, Big Evil Sriracha, and Corey, Smog SOB Black. We are talking 
March Madness. We are talking the WrestleMania bracket. The madness. We have so much. So for tonight, uh, we have just decided the cuff that we're going to give you two parts to this episode just to kind of let you guys wait in the wings and try to see what we decide for the ultimate winner of what is the best WrestleMania of all time. Too uh, big so for one night. Yeah. What? It's too big for one night. We're going to have it two nights. Just like WrestleMania f- for the rest of time. Um, just picture Tony Schiavone going, we're out of time, everybody. We'll see you on Thunder. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Thunder Wednesday night. And it was on Thursday, but it was on Wednesday towards the, the end of WCW. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do just the left side of the bracket. We will do the... Um, the left side of the final two of the final four. So we'll get that done for you. If you're looking at the bracket, it's the number 34 of the bracket. We'll get to that point tonight. And then uh, next week, uh, we will upload part two to the other side of the bracket. That will give you guys a little more time to check it out and give us, the participants, a little more time to research as well. So the next matchup should be nice and quick. We're at the top half of the left side of the bracket. WrestleMania 26 versus WrestleMania X7. For me, this is simple. The Rock and Austin, uh, really top two guys in the business, maybe of all time. Uh, they move on to the next round. Yeah, X7 wins. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's like Storage store War guy. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm interested to see what the next matchup is going to be for X7, but yeah, I can't. As much as I love Undertaker HBK2, it, it didn't carry the whole show. It's kind of a one-match thing, which is always kind of a negative in my book. So X7 wins. All right. So going on to the next one down at the bottom of the left side, we're going to do WrestleMania X8 that beat 15 in the first round versus WrestleMania 6 that beat the tournament of WrestleMania 4 in the first round. So X8 and 6. So X8 still has Icon versus Icon. Um, And that's... I think that's what it's going to be in the next round. For me, it's going to be really tough to pick from those two big matches on each of those cards. Um, again, I love the ultimate challenge, but if you're going top to bottom, um, if we're looking at X8 again, uh, not only is it you know, Icon versus Icon, but uh, you have Flair and Undertaker, um, you know, Undertaker and Kane, you know, it is a singles match, but Angle carried that match, but I do like Kurt Angle um, in that match. And you had, you know, RVD and William Regal, not the best one, but it was for the Intercontinental title. Um, so if we're looking at that right now, um, top to bottom, slight edge to WrestleMania X8 uh, with uh, Rock and Hogan putting it over. So I'll do uh, X8 in the next round. I uh, will do the same thing with X8. It's just, like I told said in the previous uh, show part, is I don't remember much about WrestleMania 6 except for title for title. X8, it had comedy also in it with the hardcore title situation where it started in the ring, multiple champions happened at the end of it. Christian was about to leave, and then everybody's favorite tough enough champion, Maven, gets the final win. But, like, it's really about Hogan versus Rock. And sadly, like, yeah, the undisputed title should have been, like, higher hyped and whatnot, but, like, Nothing beat Hogan and Rock for that night, so I'm going with X8. Yeah, uh, X8 X8 just has more to offer. Again, like I said, with you know the last round here, um, 
X or uh, WrestleMania six just it's really one match card. There's not a whole there's not anything else to offer in my opinion. Um so X eight gets the nod in my book. Good call, Corey. Um oddly enough, both WrestleMania's take place at the same city in Toronto. Um Toronto. But uh, X8 definitely takes the cake for me. Uh, top to bottom, it's a much better card. Uh, I wanted to like 6 better, but I didn't. So X8 wins. Plus Austin and, and uh, Hall is pretty good for what it is. So I'm going to give it to X8. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But that matchup is uh, might take a, a, a little bit of uh, coercing on me. Uh, and persuasion for me because uh, you guys might be surprised with what I pick. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll move on to the bottom left hand side of the bracket. We will have the winners of the first round of the first ever triple threat match on the bracket. Uh, WrestleMania 24 from 2008 getting the win, uh, facing off against WrestleMania 22, which uh, squashed WrestleMania 11. Sorry, LT, um, <laughs> in the first round. So 24. Uh, versus 22. Uh, 24 was from Orlando. Uh, you had the big match um, against Undertaker and uh, Edge. Um, then um, Floyd Money Mayweather knocked out the big show, physically broke his jaw with some brass knocks. Um, it's hard to fake a punch when you're a boxer. Um, triple threat match for the world title. Uh, Randy Orton, John Cena, and Triple H. Orton gets the win. And that won a rare loss for John Cena on the WrestleMania stage. Then you have Shawn Michaels and Flair. Uh, career-threatening match. Obviously, Flair lost. Shawn Michaels said, I'm sorry, I love you. And that just told the story. Um, Rick Flair retired, technically, the next night, if you don't want to count his impact wrestling days. Um, and then everybody's favorite, CM Punk, won the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match there. <laughs> um, and facing off uh, against WrestleMania 22, uh, which didn't talk too much about uh, again from the all-state arena the last small arena wrestlemania uh for that um and then john cena defeated triple h by submission uh which i'm still mad about today and i'm also mad about john cena beating Shawn michaels by submission in a title match at wrestlemania um and then again you had no holds barred taker and mark henry edge and mcfoley even me reading the match to this um i'm gonna probably give uh, WrestleMania 24, uh, the slight edge here. I, I also agree. I also agree. Uh, WrestleMania 24 uh, gets to the nod. Uh, WrestleMania 22 just doesn't have a whole lot going for it. Uh, honestly, not neither does really Mania 24 above a couple matches, but 24 gets the nod in my book. Was it because of the casket match that you were taking away from it? <laughs> it wasn't. It's not. It's not meant to be a joke. I'm just asking. No, just. I mean, I mean. Well, Undertaker's on both cards, so either way, I'm going to win. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but, but there's a difference between the casket match and the world title match. Which one are you going with? I'm going. I'm going 24, where he beat Edge for the title. All right. Tobin. Yeah, it's definitely 24. Um, 06 is really an underrated year, as opposed to. You know, whatever. But uh, yeah, twenty-four wins. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with twenty-four also for 
the the Shawn Michaels Ric Flair storyline where Shawn Michaels didn't want to do it, but he ended up having to do it. It it still sticks with people these days. So twenty four is what I'm going with. I'm back. <clears throat> I had some technical difficulties. So, all right. So, we all picked WrestleMania 24. Yeah. All right. WrestleMania 24 is in the next round. Uh, congratulations to WrestleMania 24. Now, this one's a tough one for me, boys. We're going down the line here. We have WrestleMania 5, where the actual Earth came off its axis when the Mega Powers exploded at the Trump Plaza with Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan up pretty much a full year build when Corey was correct in saying that Hogan stole Savage's time to shine in WrestleMania four by hitting DiBiase with the chair and helping out Savage, which he did not need because Virgil needed that fuck money. And that's all he wanted to do. <laughs> and then you had WrestleMania three, which Corey verbatim called nostalgic bullshit. And I'm not happy with that comment. I, and I also said you were a WrestleMania three mark. So yeah, so it's I'm not a mark if it's a fact. So <laughs> it's, the facts are that Vince McMahon has been on record by saying if WrestleMania three did not work out, then we would not have this entire bracket that we're talking about tonight. And I know WrestleMania five again at the Trump Plaza, which is very weird that they would be in the same venue the next year. Um, and it was a small venue, but still, Mega Powers exploded. Five had 14 matches, and it was four hours long. So it had the same, almost the same amount of matches as WrestleMania 35. But WrestleMania 35 lasted twice the amount of time. Um, but I remember watching those five matches. A lot of them were throwaway matches. Um, and a lot of them were just kind of put together pretty quickly. And your former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Ronnie Garvin, got beat real quick. Uh WrestleMania 5, so kudos to uh, our guy. But then you had WrestleMania 3. Not only did you have probably the best Intercontinental Championship of all time with Savage and, and Steamboat, you also had Hogan versus Andre for the World Heavyweight Championship. So I'm going to give WrestleMania 3, not surprising for me, the nod to the next round. The only the only reason I'm going with WrestleMania 3 on this one is because WrestleMania 3 has two good matches compared to WrestleMania 5's one. So WrestleMania 3. I'm going with WrestleMania 3 solely based on the Intercontinental title match. Wow. That's I will literally say... the only reason. That's that's a solid choice, Tony. Uh, I'm going to go two with WrestleMania three. Um, this is probably the toughest matchup on the entire bracket, which just makes it unfair. But three wins uh, due to how big it was. Pontiac Silverdome, 93,173 people. Um, and there's a great Iron Sheik story where he didn't like the, the Brian Blair. He said some things about Brian Blair that I will not repeat here <laughs> on the show, but uh, yeah, uh, Iron Sheik, baby, uh, and Hogan, Andre, and Savage, and Steamboat, uh, carry WrestleMania 3, just edging out five. 
Yeah, because like I, I agree with you that it edges it out. You know, I know I'm a WrestleMania three mark, but you have 14 matches again. Not more doesn't seem to be better, but you had you know Mr. Perfect against Owen Hart in the Blue Blazer. That wasn't that was only five and a half minutes. wasn't a big deal. But then you had Demolition versus Powers of Pain, decent match, good storyline in the background, Brain Busters, Strike Force, Rick Martel turns heel, turns on Tito Santana. They got Anderson and Blanchard uh, winning that match. Then don't forget about uh, Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior. Rick Rude winning the IC Championship after that dastardly Bobby Heenan holds Ultimate Warrior's knee down or ankle down for the one, two, three. And that leads to the, the cage match later on that year at SummerSlam. And uh, you don't want to forget about the Red Rooster. Beating Bobby Heenan. And everybody, everybody wants to forget about the Red Rooster. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Even, even the guy who was the Red Rooster. So yeah, by that I it, I do agree that five edges is out. So or five loses and three edges is out. So here we go, three moving on, and now we have WrestleMania thirty as live from the Superdome, facing off against WrestleMania twenty one from two thousand five. First time we heard of that tonight at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Triple H and Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. Along with that, uh, we had. Uh, John Cena defeated uh, JBL for the WWE Championship to kind of start John Cena's rise to stardom um, and having multiple title reigns and having those um, 15 world championships. This is his very first one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, first it, title. Is, yes. it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Because because like two weeks later, he debuted the spinner belt. Tobin's yeah, favorite. And then there, there was a uh, WWE Championship number one contenders tournament, which is one. This is one of those things where I do not remember uh, much of this um, this era slash build up to it. So Cena defeated Orlando Jordan, Booker T, uh, and then Kurt Angle to be the number one contender for that WWE Championship. Didn't he, um, didn't wasn't the finals in Pittsburgh at No Way Out? They might have been. It doesn't say here on. Because I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that was the same pay per view that it was JBL and Big Show in the uh, Razor Wire Steel Cage. No, that, that that's it. Yeah, I should remember that because I was there. But um, I just all I remember is that barbed wire steel cage match. And it was like it was decent, but the way the JBL won was just so chicken shit heelish. The ring won. That's funny. Um, but then you had uh, Angle and Michaels in a classic. 27 minutes. Um, decent match there. The Taker and Orton. Uh, Taker wins that match, obviously, uh, from Randy Orton. Edge wins the money in the bank. Uh, that was his regular superstar era. Um, and then... That was the first money in the bank ladder match. Yep. It was. Yep. You have Trish Stratus and Christy Hemi. Probably uh, two of the top uh, all tied um, for me. But with Lita, and Lita was there too, so that's, that's three. Uh, and then uh, Aki Bone and the Big Show. I guess we'll throw that one out, but it's still on the card. Um, but as much as a as much as a WrestleMania three mark that I am, boys, I know you want me to put WrestleMania three as the finals here. I want to put WrestleMania twenty one a little ahead. Twenty one is really good. Yeah, I mean, this I was enjoy- WrestleMania. I'm getting ahead of myself. But- uh, you say 21, uh, 
since we're concentrating on Michaels um, and then Batista and Triple H, I've always liked that chemistry together. I'll do that one a, a little bit ahead of 30. Do you like do you like 21 a little bit better because Triple H came out with Motorhead playing behind him? <laughs> I actually forgot about that until right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah um, definitely, definitely twenty one here. This isn't like just looking at this. I haven't watched it in a really long time, but this is an incredibly solid card. I mean, from the opener of Rey Mysterio Jr. and uh, Eddie Guerrero to the finish of Batista and Triple H, uh, it's it's a super solid card. Everything gets like uh, everything's at most of the stuff. The important stuff is at least double digits. You at least get more than ten minutes, which is like perfect length for WrestleMania. Uh, I got to give the edge to WrestleMania 21. I'm going to also give it to 21. Uh, we missed the fact that uh, the Eugene segment that they did in the show where Muhammad Hassan came out, attacked him, and then you hear the real American come out. And nope, I'm not talking about the real man's man, William Regal. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. Well, what a surprise that Hogan came out to beat up a dark skinned guy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, WrestleMania 21 is going on my vote. Yeah, 21 crushes 30 right here. And, and that's my bottom line. All right, so we have the eight up here on the little side of the bracket. I'm sorry. Oh, no. So you have to go ahead with getting ahead. 24. Yeah, okay, now, so now, this is, it's an awkward bracket because it's 37 that card. Three versus WrestleMania uh, 21 to go ahead and face WrestleMania 24 in the, I guess, the quarterfinals here on the side of the bracket. So what do you guys think? I got I got to go 21 over three. Tony, Tony? Yeah, yeah same here. I'm going to go three. I'm with you, Shane, on the mark here. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be tied again. <laughs> we can't have a triple threat match here. I guess we can, but um, but we have a tough matchup on the other other side here. Uh, so we have twenty. So right now we have twenty-four. So between twenty-four, three, and twenty-one. What do you guys have? Shit. Oh. I mean, because I mean, I'm I, I'm gonna pick WrestleMania three simply for the fact it's Hulk Andre. I mean, twenty one solid, but I mean, Hulk Andre kind of put things on the map, and you have that IC title match too. I'm gonna pick twenty one. I'm. I'm go. I'm going twenty four. Wow! Don't don't get me wrong. I was I was like torn between twenty four and twenty one, but twenty one just had a I think had a better card. I'm gonna go with three. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that we're being honest here. Um, I mean, if I had to go between twenty four three and twenty one. Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels at 24. We had two matches at three, and then 21 is 
21 is pretty solid with Angle Michaels. We still had fucking Hockey Bono and Big Show. I'm going to go slight edge to WrestleMania 3 here. So what is it? It's, it's two for WrestleMania 3. Yep. So yeah. I guess we'll have WrestleMania 3 move on against um, Corey. You picked 24, right? Yeah, I picked 24. So I guess we'll have three against twenty-four. Well, no, I mean that was a triple threat. You guys, you guys both picked Mania three, so that means if it goes through, it's in the final four, right? Yeah. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. So then it's all right. It's X seven versus X eight, and then that's it for tonight, right? No, it's X seven, X eight, and then whoever wins that goes against three, right? Oh, I, yeah, I thought we were but, gonna... yeah, yeah, Whatever. we're gonna, we're, yeah, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna stick with the final four. So we'll have whoever wins X seven and X eight, we'll move on to face WrestleMania three, and then we're gonna stop there for tonight. Okay. Yeah. So um, this, this is, is where difficult. It gets, yeah, this is where <laughs> it's gonna get a little difficult here. So um, again, just to kind of go through, uh, not the whole card, but just you know, WrestleMania X seven. Um, we'll do a little more X7. So it's not only just Hulk or Hulk. It's not only Rock and, and Austin. You have Taker and Triple H. Uh, you have the Gimmick Battle Royal, which is a little entertaining. You have TLC, uh, Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley Boys and the Hardys. You have the McMahons. Uh, Vince, we have a problem. We all know the shirt. Street Fight with Mick Foley as a special guest ref, coast to coast. Um, Kurt Angle and Benoit. Uh, you have Eddie Guerrero defeated Test. Test is still dead. Uh-huh. Um, Kane defeated uh, Raven and Big Show for the hardcore title, and that was entertaining with um, Pritchard always telling the story of, I think it was Kane that was driving the golf cart, and if he ran over one of the wires, he would have cut power to the entire arena. Um, uh-huh. And then, like, the the beginning of the, uh, the night started off with Regal and Jericho, and really decent seven minute 40 second IC title match Jericho retaining that title um, and then you go to X8 so if we go to X8 you got DDP versus Christian for the European title yeah I mean then you have you have Hulk and, you have, uh, Hulk and Rock Icon versus Icon I don't know boys after just after just reading it off like even uh, Hulk and Rock up and down Top to bottom, that card for X seven is yeah X seven X seven is stacked more than it is for X eight. So I'm going with X seven. Right. All right, I'll go X seven too. What do you? What does Corey and uh, Lucky Strike think here? I'm saying X seven. It's close, X- but X seven is better. X eight does have Edge versus Booker T over a shampoo commercial though. <laughs> oh. oh shit! You're right. I might I might have to change my vote. Hey, no, I was wondering why it seemed like such a random matchup, and I totally forgot. Plus, we would be remiss if we did not mention that the the heat opener on WrestleMania X8 was Rikishi, Scotty, Tuhati, and Albert versus Mr. Perfect, Lance Storm, and Still Dead Test. <laughs> That's true. But with, with, with Jacqueline was, as the special was, guest referee. So, you know what? Based on that alone, I got to go X8. <laughs> Not that it makes a damn bit of difference, but I'm going X8. I mean, how about the how about the Sunday night heat for 
before X7, which I don't remember this at all. Um, we had to watch it, Tobin, but um, it was X Factor. Just Incredible and X-Pac with Albert defeated Grandmaster Sex Egg and Steve Blackman. <laughs> uh, I don't and- remember that at all, but we had to watch it. Yeah, we were pretty, pretty juiced for it. So, we had to. Yeah. Corey, I appreciate the honesty, uh, but yeah, X7, slight edge. So there we go. Don't don't don't, don't, don't bring up eggs in this. <laughs> edge. So here we go. I mean, this is uh so for the next show. So this is part one. So part one to, part one has concluded. We will close court for tonight, have a little recess, and we will come back uh next we'll talk about the right side of this bracket. Um and a couple matchups I'll bring up WrestleMania nineteen versus WrestleMania ten. Uh, oh. I bring because today is the 28th anniversary of that ladder match between Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels for the undisputed intercontinental title. Uh, and it was just apropos that we did that Scott Hall tribute tonight because of that. I forgot to mention that earlier in the show that today is uh, for another hour um, is the 20th anniversary of that pay-per-view. Uh, we have 14 versus 13. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then we have WrestleMania 1 versus 9. So, um, yeah, j- j- just a couple things to think about. Study it. And then uh, all four of us will be back on the next episode of 33 and 30% podcast for part two of the the madness, the WrestleMania bracket. Ooh, um, or. On the left side of the bracket, on the top part, we have WrestleMania X facing off. It's WrestleMania 3. I'm going to have to look at that a long time to kind of figure that out from that side. You shouldn't have to. WrestleMania X3 sucks. (laughs) WrestleMania X3 sucks. (laughs) This makes sense, damn it. Um, But yeah, and then uh, Wrestling World, man. It's Mania season. We're gonna have a show about what's going on in the in the world of AE Dub and the world of WWE. Things Cody are Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Yeah, Cody Rhodes and uh, who said it today? Uh, Dutch Mantel. Quickly, Dutch Mantel said that Cody is nowhere near where his dad was in stardom, and he's afraid that Cody's gonna fade after six weeks of being in WWE. <laughs> Yeah, but people people also have said that Cody Rhodes used AEW to build up his resume and jump back ship to WWE for more money. So there doesn't make, I mean it doesn't not make sense. Well, I can't I'm disagree. going to a uh, compile a list of of fuck Cody Rhodes sweets here uh, for the next show, so that'll be more fun. <laughs> Can we have some pro Cody Rhodes tweets as well? Just like one or two. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't hate him. I'm just telling you what the AEW, you know. A cultist. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay, now, yeah, now he now they're turning on their own. Yeah, yeah they turn I, on their yeah. yeah, they turn on him. It's, it's, it's very like, similar to the KO situation where once he re-signed yep. with WWE, yep. Fuck it him. became a very anti Kevin Owens world out yes. there. Yes, so it's the same with uh Zane. So well, I mean it's always been anti Zane out there. <laughs> you shut your we all we are aware that Sami Zayn's going to lose to Johnny Knoxville WrestleMania, right? Corey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably will, Tom. But but you know what, Corey? 
but at least he's getting a singles match at WrestleMania. You know what? If all my favorite wrestlers are destined to lose for the rest of the time, maybe I'll start cheering for Roman Reigns, that piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, the sooner you get on board with the Roman Reigns situation, the better off you'll be. Just acknowledge him, Corey. Just acknowledge him. No. Acknowledge me. You're not do it. Oh, yeah. I feel so, better. You know, I, I digress there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, doing this with me and I appreciate all the listeners out there. Again, if you want to bracket, it's on Twitter at, at symbol 33 and a third pod. And then Instagram, it's 33 and a third podcast. Thank you, Tobin, for putting it out there and getting 400 followers on Twitter. That's pretty unbelievable. Hey, well, hey Tobin. That's for my personal page, not for the show. So, hey Tobin, oh, where, where, fuck me, right? Hey, hey Tobin, where can they send all the hate tweets at? To me, at Tobin Ent Inc. <laughs> if you hate something, tweet the show, but retweet me in it, and then we can go from there. Tobin Ent Inc. has four hundred followers. Thirty-three and a third percent podcast has thirty, which is yeah. Okay. That's great. I'm just, you know, we're all trying to build the brand here, so follow us. Yeah, until the next week, next episode, we bid you adieu and good night, good morning, wherever you're listening and whenever you're listening. The 33% podcast, WrestleMania Bracket, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a great night, everybody. Good night. Coming up on the next episode of the 33 to 3rd percent podcast, it is part two of the ultimate WrestleMania bracket. We've already figured out the left side. The final two that are left of the final four are WrestleMania X7 faces off against WrestleMania 3. And then on the next episode, part two, we examine the entire right side of the bracket and figure out the final two from that side. And then we will battle the final four and we will finally pick and crown our ultimate WrestleMania champion. What do we think is the best WrestleMania of all time? Join us on our next episode on the 33 and a third percent podcast presents the ultimate WrestleMania bracket.